I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. Yeah, I'm putting together a show, and I need a star. You want people to laugh at me? Well, they're laughing anyway, kids, so might as well get paid. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales, the week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes, all on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. Strength, fearless, climbing, speed, boomerang, smoldering intensity. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Ah, tis the movie show, and this is a rare event. That is happening today. <laughs> a rare sighting. I want, a rare sighting of the movie show actually here at KSL, downtown Salt Lake City. I'm sure. What, have we my, left you speechless? Well, I, every time we come here, like once a year or every couple of years. Uh-huh. I, For our probation hearings. I checked, you know, my pass to see if it'll let me in, and it worked. It I did, thought, still. Like, holy mackerel. Even after all the petitions? I still work here. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That, that's how you find out when it turns... Well, I'll tell you the real reason that we are here in studio today. It's because, see, Hale Center Theater, which always produces grand, beautiful, wonderful productions, welcoming all of the the great people in the state of Utah. Today, they had an event that was so important, they decided that it could not survive the taint of the movie show. Oh, there's that, yeah. Yeah, so they said— Impressionable so young children. They, they very gently said, mm, can we do it at your place? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Michael is here with us, the the one and the only Michael Fox. Good morning. Yeah, yeah I think I screwed up your middle initial. What is it? Is it it's, it's D. D. Michael David. He was saying Michael A. Fox. Thank that's, you, Doug. That's because that's Michael J. Fox's real middle name. Oh, there, there you go. See? There was a well, that's reason. That's what threw me off. That's but anyway, right. Michael D. Fox is here with us today from Hale Center Theater. We'll be talking with Sally Dietline via the phone line today. But seriously, you just have a great gathering that's going on at Hale Center Theater. And so we just kind of packed up the show and moved it down here to Broadcast House. We did. It's very exciting this morning. We have a 10 a.m. and an 11, uh, 12.30 p.m. of Descendants, Disney's Descendants wow. as a musical. And it's theater for youth audiences by youth. Wow. So all of the performers are between 12 and 17, all, really? the, all the tech crew, and we have been just loading in car after car of families having wow. a summer activity and coming and hanging out and seeing this great wow. production. These kids are amazing. It's given us faith that theater will continue because they are talented. Oh, that's that is so cool. And what was the age group again? 12, uh, 12 to 17. So you know, They all have to be under 18, even on the last performance day. So mentally, Steve would qualify. I'll leave that to you. Okay. okay well, I need to take notes from my therapist, so <laughs> you, note the time, 9.09. Get a big sheet of paper, okay, it Okay, yeah, like. that's right. We'll get you Doug's a couple of- being a jerk we'll get three you a, minutes into the show. Well, he goes into his grocery store the other day, and you know he's just sidling up and sucking up there. And 
This one person tell Doug not to be so mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that he'd handle it with the the uh-huh. tact. And it wasn't a grocery was store, required. by the way. The discretion that was required. Oh, she said, "Don't tell me. Don't tell him where I work." It wasn't a grocery store, by the way. Where was it? I'm not telling you. What was it? The uh... <laughs> it was somebody you better be nice to. That's oh, really? Yes. What? That's right. You shop at the uh, one of our amazing. They sell olive oil. <laughs> we have olive oil. That's what we really do for a living. No, we're in sanitation. Yeah, sanitation too. So the stericycle. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, while back, aren't you glad to be a part of this? See why they wouldn't let us be at the theater today. It, I, with I'm, all, I'm yeah. understanding it, and what you guys don't know on, on, on the radio is hearing us. I'm between the two of them. Yeah. So it's I'm a good trying place to decide to where to look. And, and You're kind of a movie show to, sandwich right? here. It's <laughs> kind of frightening, isn't it? Okay, hey, the movie show coming to you today from Broadcast House, but with our friends at Hale Center Theater and Steve since... This is on the script, and we are sticklers for the script. We sure. are <laughs> whatever you say, Doug. Why is Michael laughing over here? Because he knows. We better. probably ought to do the movie show preview. Okay. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Sponsored by Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Okay, the big movie review. I saw this last night. You saw it yesterday afternoon. They did not screen it for We Mere Mortals. Yes. Which is never a good sign. But, you know, it wasn't. Uh, D and I, I have to admit, at first I'm going, holy cow. But there were places I laughed out loud. And oh. it's that gruesome humor where somebody just gets taken out in such an incredible way, or somebody says something so stupid while somebody is just being annihilated, and you laugh and you feel guilty for it. All while uh, trying not to harsh the mellow of poor Brad Pitt. Poor Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's... Uh, We'll, we'll talk more I about I like the conversation. He's like, why are you trying to kill me? I, know. I don't even know you. I love that he's a hitman who has kind of had a little bit of a breakdown and has been in a lot of therapy. And he has all these little trite statements that your therapist would tell you, you know, to remember, you know, kind of like, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going type things that you hear. All, oh, when man. you're pointing a finger, three are pointing back at you. Yeah. Oh, he said four, didn't he? Yeah, four. And he goes, well, oh, wait, no, that no, doesn't only really three. work. <laughs> yeah, it's only three. So anyway, we'll be talking about that. That's a big move. Movie of the week, but there are other films out there too. And uh, we were talking about this yesterday, Steve. There's Luck. That's kind of a, a cute little animated movie. Absolutely, yeah. it's not in Pixar territory, but it's it's really sweet. No, but you notice who's the executive producer of this? Who was the executive? John Lasseter. This is where he ended up at Skydance. Wow, animation. So this is uh, his first big foray. Back in the biz. Kind of reminded me a little bit, you know, Inside Out. Uh, wasn't that the one where we went into the brain and you right, saw right, right. the little anger guy, the little, you know, down and out, you know? Yeah. This is almost the same thing, but when it comes to luck. Now, I mean, not that's that was wrong to say, but kind of in the spirit of the same thing. But where does luck come from? How is it produced? What happens to it? And, and maybe bad luck isn't the worst thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, maybe bad luck is not the worst thing. No, so, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, actually. I thought it was cute, too. I watched that with my uh, almost three-year-old grandson. And he loved the animation. Did he get the nuances? No, he didn't get the nuances at all, but he sure loved the animation in that. Another movie you and I talked about uh, a little bit yesterday. Oh, my goodness. I love my dad. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to leave it at this, and we'll talk about it more in depth. But, you know, you hear the term catfished. Yeah. How would you like to be catfished on a romantic level by your father? father? (laughs) 
Gross. Ooh, and it's not it's male male. I mean, he's he's trying yeah. to get back his his son has just shut him out of his life, has, you know, blocked him and everything else. So he catfishes him so he can see what's going on in his life. But, oh, where that goes is so... Yeah, the fact that he picked a real person, though, so that was his un- bad, yeah. bad move. So uncomfortable. So, and hallelujah. It is awkward. Huh? What about that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, this is the uh, documentary uh, about Leonard Cohen. The oh, great, I love Leonard oh, Cohen. I, and it is so well done. And there's so much more I didn't know about him that yeah. I learned from this. Yeah, that's that's and Hallelujah might be one of the the greatest songs right. that everyone has tried to cover. Oh, and then there's Suzanne and so many other oh, things. I, I mean, he is. I didn't know you were a Cohen fan. Oh, he he is a songwriter, songwriter. Yes, you know, exactly. I mean, he truly is. It's, and even it's, Dylan, like, wow, amazing. you're good. Hey, back in the day. <laughs> okay, Thirteen Lies. We'll be talking about that. A movie called Prey and Easter Sunday. Yeah, Prey is the prequel to Predator. And the predator is up against a Comanche tribe in the 1700s. What kind of chance do you think they have if, if Arnold has so much trouble? This is a great little movie. <laughs> Was that your Sean Connery imitation? We just heard right, that. Right, 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 right. See, therapists, 914. <laughs> That's right. It was Daryl Hammond doing Sean Connery doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh. See, ooh, he has that's that. Not bad. He has that good ear. He's got the good ear. I, Are we doing Jeopardy now? Do do do. Okay, we're going to also be talking with Tori Baker, who is the president slash CEO of the Salt Lake Film Society. Yes, you know we have to occasionally. She's showing Hallelujah this week. I mean, we have. Yeah, I mean, talk about high society on the show today. We have Hale Center Theater with the Film Society. Yes, all here. On the movie show. What else do we have? Streaming news. We have movie news. We've got it all. Ooh, I've got a new show for you. I think you're going to, you know, the Longmire itch you've been wanting to scratch yeah, for a while. Yeah, Have you heard of Joe, uh, what's his name? Not Joe Black. No, no, no. no. It's uh, Joe something. It'll he's come a, to he's him. He's a game warden in in Wyoming. Oh, that's C.J. Box. He wrote those things. Joe Pickett. Joe Pickett. Yeah. Oh, have, yeah. Have you watched it? Oh, no. I've, I've just read the books. I watched the first three last night. They're pretty good. Really? Yeah, I think you're going to like them. I was wondering when they were going to bring that to the screen. Yeah, Joe Pickett, he's in Saddle String, you yeah. know, in uh, 12 Sleeps County. and Yeah, oh, all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is your new... Well, there you go. Benjamatic. <laughs> Benjamatic? Yeah, well, I just made that up. At least it's not the sledgematic today. Oh. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, a lot of people have been asking us, Steve, about Bullet Train. And so let's get a little sound and we'll talk about the movie. Here we go. I am ready. Well, that's great, Ladybug. You want it simple for your first job back? Doesn't get simpler. We need to find a person who took that case. Get off the train. I missed my stop. Something else going on here. I don't see the white death letting any of us off this train. <laughs> you know, there's so many little subtle, funny things going on here. Like his code name is Ladybug. Yeah. And, and then they try to tie it into luck and significance and even things within the Japanese culture. This happens in Japan. It happens in Tokyo, going to Kyoto. And they're on the bullet train. And we have a, a hitman played by Brad Pitt who has uh, had some some trauma. He is Ladybug, and he's gone to therapy and everything else, and he's kind of going back into his first job. So this is supposed to be the milk run is a term that's yeah, used often. Yeah, just a grab and go. Yeah, just a you know, smash and grab. This will be easy. It's on the train. All you have to do is pick up a briefcase. I mean, you know, how hard can this be? Well, there are many tentacles to this story. 
let's put it this way, and there's so much intrigue, and there's so many things going on. We have two uh, hitmen brothers, and that's an interesting thing, yeah. because one is black, one is white, and then we have this kind of sweet little prissy girl who's on the, the train. Yeah. Well, we find out that she has a lethal side as well. There's also, it starts off with the scene where this kid gets shoved off the roof of a building and he's in the hospital and the father is kind of going, the father of, he's the grandfather of the kid, but the father of the kid's father is there, the grandfather is, I know I'm making that convoluted, but he goes, you know, a father's responsibility is the safety of his family, implying that this son screwed up. Yeah. So why did this happen to this kid? Who did that? For what purpose? And the son, who is he? Who is the grandfather? And then there's the white death. And I'm not going to try to explain any of this because it will just boggle you. And even as you're watching the movie, it will boggle you. But the ins and outs of this and why people are being killed, why there is money on the the, (laughs) – why certain things are unfolding – I have to admit, Steve, I, I liked it more than I thought it would. Now, this is not some big classic movie. It doesn't have the, the panache or the, the reminiscence or anything like on Maverick or so on. But it's a fun popcorn movie. But, oh, my goodness, if you are adverse to violence. Yeah. Holy cow. It is about as violent as they get without being crazy. It's somewhere between Quentin Tarantino and I don't know. Yeah, I, to me, it was a long Tarantino skit, basically, especially if you go back to the Yakuza's when they're, you know, doing the blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. That scene inside the pagoda or whatever it was. If you did that for two hours, that's what this movie is because they're on the train the whole time. There's people dying. They're getting stabbed, cut up, shot. But I, I did like one of the characters. Uh, well, there was two. There was Lemon and Tangerine, the right. two brothers. The two brothers. And Lemon was a connoisseur. I mean, he his life philosophy was based on Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I know. And and he, if you were like, a diesel, quote, yeah, diesel was bad. News. You don't want to be labeled diesel. Yes, he did not like diesel type people. And so there are funny bits throughout. And you know, with Brad, you know, trying to be oh. mellow and like. Look, I don't want to hurt. I'm not taking the gun. I'm just going to go get the suitcase. Yeah. And I, I kind of wish they hadn't showed us what was in the suitcase. Right. I really, it's the MacGuffin. You don't need to know. Yeah. It's, it's everybody wants it, but why? And, you know, it's, and then there's it the has little, more layers to it than I expected. The little voice in his ear. And we've seen that before. Oh, yeah. You know, with, with you know, McCarthy, you know, talking in the ear of, you know, kind of a James Bondish type character. Well, we have the same thing going on here. He has the little voice in his ear. And you go, who is that? Who is that? What a sweet voice. That's a great voice. Well, you obviously find out, and it's no big secret. No. But, oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't want to gush. I don't want to go overboard on this. This this is kind of a just barely sub three movie. Yeah, I, I gave it a B, a, a light. Right, B. It, it's a it's a light B for me. I can't give it two and a half stars because it's bigger than, better than that. Well, and it's it's got Brad Pitt's personality, oh. and he is such a star right now that right. he people are going to go just. Yeah. They don't care what he's doing. Just let Brad Pitt be Brad Pitt, and he's got a snark factor that is sweet. You yeah, know? it's never. Biting. It's just kind of... Yeah, he's always questioning, why are you so violent? What, what's wrong with you people? And he's a hit man, for heaven's well, sake. Well, he's, kind of, he's trying to retire. It's yeah, one of those yeah. things where, just when I thought I was out, they so dragged me So he's on the back milk in. run. All right. 
It's Bullet Train. It's out in theaters right now. Definitely rated R for the violence. Yes, and, mainly. And, and some language. Yeah, there's some language. But there you have it. All right. We're back in studio, and I still Uh-oh. blew the time. 9.31 here at KSL. Yikes. New, yikes. News Radio. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Okay, Stephen, let's do our movie news here. So you ready for this? This is the headline. Sylvester Stallone doubles down on Rocky ownership and complains over Drago. So he's not happy. Well, Irwin, what's his face? The guy that the producer. Ninety-four years. He says he's ninety-four, but he's only ninety-one. But yeah, no. Why would he say that? Who rounds up? When I you're know. That old? No. Well, it was Stallone that rounded him up. Oh, he said. Well, that's what he did. on Instagram. He criticized the planned film being written by Robert Lawton, and he his quote here. Boy, talk about you know people just cutting to the quick. Another heartbreaker just found this out. Once again, pathetic 94-year-old producer and his selfish, useless children are once again picking <laughs> what, is, like this. what is left off the bones of another wonderful character. Wow. He went on to say, this is Sylvester Stallone, went on to say, seriously, how do you weasels look in the mirror? He went on to say, he was on quite the rant here. I am sorry to the fans. I apologize to the fans. I never wanted Rocky to be exploited for this greed. Hashtag no shame. Hashtag sad day. Hashtag parasite. So anyway, uh, Dolph Lundgren is involved in this little. Well, he feud was mortified. Too. He yeah. thought, yeah. He addressed Drago on an Instagram, clarifying that it's in the early stages. He was quote. Under the impression that my friend Sly Stallone was involved as a producer or even as an actor, Dolph went on to say, in touch with Mr. Balboa, just so all the fans can relax, and there you go. So yeah, That's too bad. I, I hate to see that. I know, I know. It's a bummer. One of my favorite directors, Martin McDonough, has a new movie coming up, and if you have not seen the trailer, it is hysterical. It's called The Banshees of Inisherin. And it's a small Irish village. It's Brendan Gleeson and uh, um, Colin Farrell. They're two best friends, small little village. Yeah. And one day, Brendan says, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Oh, really? We're done. And he's like, what are you talking about? So the whole play, the movie is about what happened. And he won't explain it. He just says, we're done. I don't even want to see your face. If you talk to me, I will cut off one of my fingers and he plays the violin. Somebody goes, well, can he play a violin with four fingers? You know, it's, it looks like it's going to be hilarious. It's in October. I love Colin Farrell. 21st. Uh, it'll open. And I I cannot wait. He did In Bruges. Yeah. And he did uh, the three billboards uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri. And he is a master. When we were in Bruges recently, yes. you know, they showed where some of the film things happened, you know, where he jumped from the hotel yeah, to yeah. the canal. Audrey Hepburn, where she was so enchanted by the town when she was, you know, making a movie, she bought a home there. Oh. So we're taking the canal tour, and you know, and I'd go, "Wow, this is cool." So now it's when I watch town, the, yeah. oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. All right, John Favreau. Apparently, he had real heartburn over the demise of Iron Man. Oh, and an interesting backstory here. 
Uh, John, of course, was the uh, director of the standalone Tony Stark's first film, Iron Man, and yeah. so on. You know, Favreau is one of my faves. I, You know, at first you just kind of saw him as this kind of almost like sidekick. And, and then all of a sudden you'd see his name on all the credits and what he was doing and the gifts and talents. I really fell in love with him in the movie Chef, which oh, I thought yeah. was just amazing. But anyway, he had some real heartburn over whether or not this hero should have died. And he opened up about uh, some of the memorable scene projects, and so did the Russo brothers. And it was interesting. They said, you know, we, we take Favreau very, very seriously. And they talked about how difficult it was to come up with his last line, you know, that, that touching scene. Yeah. I mean, boy, you know, talk about tears coming to your eye. And they said that it was the, uh, the film's editor, Jeffrey Ford, who just offhandedly provided and they said, quote, it's probably the most pressure we have ever had in trying to come up with a line because this had to just say so much. And it was the film director yeah. who came up with that. Or the and, film editor. Uh, film editor. I'm sorry. Yeah, film editor. And part of the pressure that the Russo brothers felt was Favreau and feeling just so concerned about uh, how they were going to wrap this up. Well, I got a little short one here. Lady Gaga is going to be in the next Joker movie. Ooh. She's going to play Harley Quinn. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Wow. And But here's the thing. This movie isn't going to come out until October 4th of 2024. I mean, we're still two years away. I know. Isn't that weird when we start talking 2024? Yeah, she's in it. And then this you've heard this thing about Batgirl. Yeah. They, they were filming in Scotland for seven months. And the head of Warner Brothers Dis- Discovery says, we mm. need... We canceled the movie. They spent a hundred million bucks. They canceled the movie. Not even going to show it. It's almost. I mean, it's done. They yeah. just have to edit it. They said we wanted to protect the DC brand, and I thought <laughs> you've done such a marvelous job. Yeah, you should have worried now. about that about ten years ago. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Like seriously, how bad could it be? Wow, I don't know. And then I I heard Amanda say that he did it as a tax write off, which would be. Horrifying. Oh, I mean, wow. the, how do you jerk people around like that for exactly. a tax write off? Seven months filming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Reese Witherspoon. Do you know what's given her a lot of inspiration for Legally Blonde to Three? No. Maverick. And not that they're going to work, you know, jet scenes and things like that. Oh, that there. Maverick. I was thinking of the old Maverick. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're in this century, Steve. Recent success of Top- coming from you—that's adorable. <laughs> I know Top Gun Maverick. You know, she said it really helped spur ideas of maybe how we can regenerate, how we can make relevant, how we can pay homage to the past, play off that, but yet give a really good cutting-edge movie up front. So she said it just gave us tons of inspiration, and it's interesting because it was back in 2018. The Witherspoon uh, confirmed that she was in talks to reprise the role. Two years later, uh, the uh, writers of the screenplay, you know, got together and they were working on it. In 2020, MGM posted a message on the official Twitter account announcing the May 2022 release, which, of course, did not happen. But the project apparently is going forward but does not right now have a release date. So we're going to have Legally Blonde 3. Inspired by Maverick. Uh, 
What an odd inspiration. Leaves you kind of speechless, doesn't it? Well, I mean, we've all discussed the fact that Top Gun Maverick might be the perfect movie for the summer. You know, it is Have incredible. You seen it? I know. Oh. You, I, I knew you had. You'd be the one who wouldn't see it. Michael, and you should. Michael D. Fox has not seen it. I apologize. Michael David. <laughs> That's right. I, Tom Cruise just does not throw me. Really? Nope. Even Edge of Tomorrow where he died a hundred times? You probably enjoyed that, right? Nope. Didn't see no. it, did you? Didn't. No. Okay. What, is I'm it sorry, a couch or Scientology? What is it? Um, it just, just bugs you? See, we're trying no, to make you feel real comfortable it, here right, and right, put right, you on the it. spot and ask you about the politics of Tom Cruise. <laughs> and But it's it's basically where he parts his hair is what I heard. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the missing tooth. Ooh, the missing tooth. On that note, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, but you have to admit, that big scene in Risky Business where he's just sliding across the wood floor. Now, that's iconic. The Movie Show. You could just write your own rules, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Kind of freaking me out to be back here in the studio. You know, we get uh, so used to hanging out on the site where we do our, like at Hale Center Theater or wherever we happen to be. And it's really, it's, I never thought I'd see the day when it was unusual and almost, you know, kind of freaks me out to be in the studio. It's like a home game that we never get to go home. And of course, you know, the fact that they have security lined up in the hall just waiting for us, you know. Well, one of them is dialed 9-1. Is that, that's, that's right. not a good thing. 9-1 and just one more number to go. Okay, Stephen. Sir. How about if we take a quick look at Easter Sunday? Yes. Okay, hear a little sound on that. Joseph, are you coming for Easter? It's going to be fun. Easter Sunday is like the Filipino Super Bowl. Welcome home, bro. See you tonight, okay? I just got here. You got to follow your dream and become a beer spokesman. And I got to follow mom's dream and become a nurse. Did you really have to wear the same dress as my mom? Oh, I can't help it if I wear it better. This is war. Hmm. This is sort of like big, big fat Greek wedding, only it's a Filipino family. Joe Coy is a very famous comedian, uh... He's very funny, and so you think, well, that'll translate into a movie as long as they let him do his thing, right? Well, the problem here is that mom wants him home to Daly City. They, he lives in Los Angeles. He's done a couple of commercials. He's got a chance to make a do a pilot for a show, but they want him to do the accent. And he's like, I'm not doing the Filipino accent. And they go, well, you do it in your act. He goes, well, I'm making fun of my mom. It's completely different. I'm not going to stereotype. I don't want to. So making fun of your mom's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's part of his shtick. But instead, so he's like takes his son. They're kind of a little estranged, and they go to Daly City up near San Francisco, and they get involved in some caper heist thing. Manny Pacquiao, uh, the famous boxer that lost to uh, was it Sugar Ray or no? It was uh, it was um, the guy from Mexico. Shoot, what was it? Anyway. They have his gloves from that particular it, – it's his – oh, heck. I am Utah's Mr. Sports, but I just can't jump in on this Yeah, one. so anyway, they're famous gloves. They're worth a fortune, but you know, yeah. he's, his cousin stole them, and they got to, came up with the money, and they find a buyer in uh, Lou Diamond Phillips because he's also Filipino, even though you know we see him in all these movies. All the Native American movies. Yeah, La know. Bamba yeah. and stuff. He's like, what? Anyway, uh, it, it just – it detracts from the – he's funny. But when you add all of this family drama and silliness, uh, it just kind of took away from what I was hoping would be a, a great little show. Um, it's okay. I gave it a B minus. B minus. And it's uh, Easter Sunday, and it's in uh, in theaters. Rated. 
It's rated PG-13. Rated PG-13. Okay. Hey, before we hit the top of the hour, I want to remind everybody that there's still time for you to see what is just a delightful production, Singing in the Rain. Some matinees have been added, but it, it ends on the 13th. And Silent Sky, which we have talked about, that ends on August 27th. But fortunately, there are other great things that are just around the corner as well. And But how about if we jump ahead here? We'll talk about Little Mermaid in a minute, but I want to give everybody a little preview of what's coming up in the next season. You know, every time I go to one of the opening night presentations, Sally or whoever's, you know, welcoming the crowd just asks, how many of you are season ticket holders? It is breathtaking how many of the hands go up. You guys sell season tickets like crazy. It is fun. We are we have so many people who are such great supporters of the arts in Utah. And and that's that's to be applauded for the whole culture here. It's really, really great. And that turns into great performers, great dancers, great musicians, and then also great audience members. And uh, we like to brag that we have more season ticket holders than the jazz. Wow. So that's kind of fun. Is that true? Or you just say that? It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're lying, that's Steve. A, that's a true <clears throat> brag. Oh, okay. That's a true yeah, brag. That's but, a true um, brag. There's still time to get in on that. In fact, the 2023 season tickets start at less than $49 a show. Isn't that amazing? That's a deal. And then half that for anyone under 18. So between 5 and 17, they're paying $24. Yeah. So it's it's something you can do with the whole family. There's It's a gift that gives all year. It's something that you can uh, enjoy those repeat moments with the people you love. It doesn't even matter so much the show, but the shows are great. Yeah. And I'm excited about them. We're, we're going to do just a quick rundown here. And starting off, see how they run. And then Titanic. Then you got Hello Dolly. That's right. And then we'll talk more in in length about Hans Christian Andersen because there's a real great story there. I was mentioning to you one of my perennial favorites is Newsies. I love Newsies. There's just something about that story. Then there's Catch Me If You Can. Yes, but (laughs) not the Frank Abagnale story. Oh, I actually talked to Frank Abagnale once on the old old Doug Ride show. Oh, that's great. No, this interesting guy. This is a murder mystery ah. that was written before um, and has really the greatest ending and twist you'll ever see. Wow. And, that's, and that isn't a sales pitch. Man. That is true. Better than six That's cents. just a statement of fact. And it's then a, a statement of fact. Around the world in 80 days, and right. then you're wrapping up next season with Elf the Musical. And oh, we're going to oh. talk more about all of those incredible productions, part of the 2023 season at Hale Center Theater, HC. .org or call 984-9000 and uh, lock up your season tickets, get your individual tickets, whatever it might be, buy gift cards at hct.org. The Movie Show. We are really fighting the clock and every minute counts. What is it? They're all slots? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Here on the movie show and uh, coming to you from the KSL studios today, which is really, uh, believe it or not, an anomaly for us. But we always like to stay right on top of what's happening, not only in traditional theaters, but wherever movies are being produced and, uh, or not only produced, but exhibited, whatever it happens to be, we like to stay on top of it. So we like to check in periodically with those who are kind of in the know in different areas. And boy, especially during the pandemic, we talked a lot with and about the Salt Lake Film Society and some of the unique efforts that were made. Oh, and they to, did the at home series. Well, oh, they still cool. do it. And, and you look at some of the popular. more traditional exhibitors. 
that were showing movies on the side of their buildings yeah. and, and turned, you know, their parking lot and the adjoining field into a drive-in movie theater. It was really innovative. But, boy, I'll tell you, the Salt Lake Film Society is a real factor in our area and does so much for those of us who enjoy film. And Tori Baker is joining us right now, the president and CEO. And welcome to the movie show, Hello. Tori. Thanks, gentlemen. Happy to be here again. Let's talk about what the society is doing now. And, you know, as we're all working for some normalcy and, you know, we're still in many cases, we're pretty much back. But things do change and some things are still evolving and some things aren't quite back. We'll never be back to perhaps where we were. But where does the society stand and how are, are things going? Well, we're still in recovery, and um, so the more people that go to the movies, the better that recovery starts to look. Uh, we've opened since October of last year, as you know, uh, or reopened, and that's at the Broadway Center Cinemas. And so things are going really well this summer between our Summer Showdown program, which is a cult fun program we talked about a couple of weeks ago here. And then um, some great films like Marcel the Shell, which is getting a lot of attention. We opened Bullet Train this week. Um, we've got a very cool documentary called Fire of Love. So people are very interested in coming back. Um, it's just been trickling at the top of the year, and now it's starting to speed up a bit. So keep coming. So, some of my favorite movies of all time have only showed you know, in their initial release with you guys, and I, I think of some of those films and the opportunity to not just see it, you know, on on a streaming service, or not just see it when you rent a DVD. Some some of us still do that. The other day, I was having a hard time finding a film that I wanted to see, and I was in the library with my grandson, and I just walked over, and there it was, you know, in, in the on the library shelf. And uh, so that was that was fun. But I think of these movies and the opportunity to see them. And even to see some of the good old films. I understand you've got a marathon screening coming up. We do. So August 13th, we are going to play Lord of the Rings, all three films. So Fellowship, Two Towers, and then Return of the King. Uh, one marathon day. We've got a couple of nice breaks in there for meals and $35. And we are already halfway full. So get your tickets soon on that one. But that should be a really great way to see you know, basically these films on the big screen are a completely different experience. So if you've never had that, you should definitely come. You know, sometimes we forget about that. And to me, the Lord of the Ring films are, are still brand new. <laughs> They're still brand new. <laughs> and I can remember going to the premieres and so on, even with, with my kids who are now 40 years old. And you forget that there's a whole generation now that has not seen them or had the opportunity to see them on the big screen. I love stuff like this story. Yeah, in a community environment, that's what a lot of our repertory um, is for. You know, we'll have Apocalypse Now that same week, but in a regular run, not in a big marathon like this one on the 13th. And a lot of the repertory or older titles that we bring, people haven't had a chance to see them in a community environment where you kind of, everybody's kind of either gasping or crying or whatever the emotion of the film is at the same time. It's a very magical experience. Right. It was our friend Sean Means over at the uh, Tribune who I think more eloquently and just pointedly put it that films were designed to be seen in the dark on a gigantic screen with people that, you know, are part of your community. Yeah. It's, it's a communal, communal experience. experience. It's a communal experience. And it's it really so true. Is. 
It really is true. When you're just sitting there by yourself and you're weeping and you kind of want to look around and make sure that everybody else is weeping too, but when you're sitting on the couch, it's a whole different experience. It is, and it's our mission as a nonprofit to exhibit these films, but um, create and preserve that big film experience as well with the big screen. So that's what we put all our donations into. That's how we operate our cinemas. And we're always going to be about top-notch presentations. So we're really excited about the marathon. Um, we're excited about all of our repertory program, as well as the the new films that are coming out from the contemporary artists working today. Right. Give us a little preview. Anything that you're working on, even if it's not fully formed, uh, what are some of the things you're kicking around for the uh, fall oh. and winter? Sure. I was just booking a lot of horror films, so everybody should stay tuned for our horror films, which will start a little bit early. They'll start in in the middle of September, and they'll run all the way through October. So we'll be doing a lot of really fun repertory. We'll, of course, bring Rocky Horror Picture Show back. So stay tuned at our uh, at Salt Lake Film SOC, because it's never fit the whole society on social media. But stay tuned for that, and we'll be announcing titles very shortly. Yeah, every time somebody mentions the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I, I think of the old days, Blue Mouse, oh. where, I mean, there was so many— Still smelled s- like toast. The squirt guns, the toast, and everything <laughs> else. And, I mean, it was to the point where mushrooms were growing out of the walls down there because yeah, of that. that place got creepy. Yeah, it got really <laughs> interesting. So uh, uh, are there some limitations on how crazy and enthused you can be in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh, very few. But we will be for the first time ever doing Rocky Horror at the Broadway. So that should be interesting. Until we get our renovations done at the Tower, um, we'll be trying it there. So, um, you know, it should be an interesting experience for us because we won't have the big stage. We might have to split up the cast a little bit. But but we're working on those details right now, and it should still be a really, really great show. We'll have that for three solid nights um, leading up to Halloween and on Halloween. Yeah, every time we uh, chat with you, we uh, enjoy getting the updates on one of our favorite old theaters, just a, a legendary theater in our area, the Tower. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, well, it's going well. So we're in the process of still continuing to raise money, but also continuing to do the renovations. So as you know, in the pandemic times, you know, which we talked about before, the the supply chain is kind of an issue, <laughs> especially for a small nonprofit. Sometimes when you have a very small job, it's very hard to get some attention to get some people to do it. So, um, so, but we are plugging forward, you know, step one step in front of the other, and we will update everybody when we think we have an opening date. Now, let's uh, give everybody the information, how they can get their tickets, get more information, see what's happening. Absolutely. Well, head to SLFS, that of course stands for Salt Lake Film Society, .org, and you can also go directly to SLFSTIX if you're just looking to look for those new movies like Nope and Fire Love and Marcel the Shell. We're still playing everything everywhere all at once, so all of those are on SLFSTIX.org. You can also get there from the main website, though. And don't forget that we're a nonprofit. We're donor-supported, so um, these are really great opportunities for you to get engaged with us. Well, Tori, good luck with the marathon and uh, keep us abreast of what's happening, okay? Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Tori, with us from the Salt Lake Film Society. You know when Rocky Horror used to get, when when it really got ugly, when the super soakers started showing up? Oh, I know. I know. When the, the big... Like, come on, dudes. Yeah. Let's let's calm down a little bit. I know. it. I mean, it, toward the end there at the Blue Mouse, got pretty crazy. You know, and you think back even then... Some of the movies that I saw at the Blue Mouse that just weren't at the time 
deemed worthy for the big screen. This is long before you and Megaplex and everything else where there were so many screens. But I remember seeing Mate One, some of the John Sales movies oh, there, I, oh, yes. and everything. Gee, thank heaven. The Movie Show. Your little girlfriend gave me the stink eye in art class yesterday. Katrina's not my girlfriend, all right? And I doubt that she gave you the stink eye. That's just the way her face looks, you know? That's just her face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Yeah, we have a little chat chat here in the background here. Yes. I always love it when we're having a chat chat and I look down and the microphone's hot. <laughs> And you go, okay, what, what did, did I say? What did Steve just say? <laughs> what did Doug <laughs> what say did that's Doug completely say? horrifying? Hey, I want to give everybody just a little preview of what's still to come on the movie show. We've got our streaming news, of course. We've got more movies to talk about, including I Love My Dad. And we'll talk about that in a moment. A little movie called Luck and so much more. I'm looking forward to your review of Hallelujah because I'm such a fan oh. of and an admirer of uh, Leonard Cohen. And so we got all what a that talent. Uh, and more telephone gosh. torture, the movie show top 10. It's all here on the movie show at KSL News Radio. Sally Dietline is joining us. She's on the line right now. And Sally, you and I had the chance to talk yesterday. I wish you could be here with us, but it sounds like things are happening at the theater. You guys are just, you're smoking right now. Things are crazy. And and listen, I just want to tell you that the other person who's crazy is Michael Fox. He didn't <laughs> like uh, Maverick. Well, he didn't see Maverick. I know. Maverick's great. Just so you know, Michael, that's okay, though, Michael. We'll keep you anyway. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just amazing. Hey, I, it is so fun to hear you talk. It, everything's been going so well. And I just want to let you know that I've been a little under the weather. I didn't know my voice would hold out, but... I am so excited about what's coming up that I just had to tell you about a couple of things that we've got going. And we try to do something new in each season that is so much fun. And, you know, people are saying, well, give us something new. Well, we did it this time. So the unsinkable Molly Brown that Michael talked about so well is a brand new script. Um, It is a post-New York premiere We've got a whole passel of people from New York and from the Meredith Wilson um, Foundation coming out for this. It's a huge deal. So to see something this new and groundbreaking before they hope to take it off to other places is amazing. And the other one we have is a brand new one next season in the spring called Hans Christian Andersen in New York. And when... Hans Christian Andersen was done. Um, it was a movie, if you remember. Sure. Was, uh, yeah. All of the music was by Frank Lesser, a famous Frank Lesser, who wrote Guys and Dolls, and he wrote uh, the music for How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Um, amazing, um, long-time Broadway darling, this uh, um, Frank Lesser. Anyway, his family, his daughter Emily said, we need to bring Dad's stuff out of the archives and do a brand-new musical. And so she called Music Theater International, uh, which holds most of his stuff, which is a big publishing house in New York, and then a man named Paul Blake, who has written a lot of things. He was responsible for Beautiful Getting Onto Broadway, which played for a long time. Anyway, um, and he said, write a new musical. And guess who they called to give it its first run? I we, suspect it might be Hale Center it. Theater. We have. 
have it. I cannot believe they called because after this, they hope to take it to the West End and then on to others. And so, you know, working through a brand new piece. So we have sparkled up these seasons like crazy with brand new things. And it's going to be such fun. Hans Christian Andersen in New York is full of tap dancing. It has some kids in it. It has romance. It has some great old numbers. It has a live band. It is so much fun. And so uh, we're excited about that. Next season is amazing. See how they run is a an hysterical comedy. Titanic was the one we had to drop during 2020 yeah, yeah. because we just couldn't fit it in with the pandemic. But it, when you come to Titanic, you will literally be in the ship. Wow. The whole theater will be the ship. Wow. You'll be part of it, part of the experience. Um, we are going to uh, make that story so alive, that historical event that was so amazing, and learn about the people of the time. And the music is all Mariestan music. It's gorgeous music. Hello, Dolly, a fan favorite, then Hans Christian Andersen of Corden's Newsies we talked about. Catch Me, if you can, is just the best mystery I've ever read. It has the best ending I've ever, ever seen in any murder mystery. And so do not wait to get your tickets to this because, and if anyone tells who got it, I'm going to have their hide. <laughs> no spoilers on this one, right? Spoilers on this one. Yep. Around the World in 80 Days, again, is a brand new piece. Uh, it's going to have it all, circuses and flyers and going around the world and, and some great underscoring by Utah artists. It's so terrific. Elf the Musical, totally delightful. Who doesn't love Elf? We've never done it before. Yeah. It will, you will never see it like you'll see it on the stage, A Christmas Carol. So it's a, such a good time, and I'm, I've been so excited to, to tell everybody and get everybody on board with season tickets for, for next year and wind up this next year. Little Mermaid, when you come, you will be in the fishbowl with the fish. Yeah. Whole thing will make you feel like you are right there in the ocean with those beautiful fish. There you're are gonna love. there are so many amazing productions. And Sally, you're going to come back and, and join us. Can we tap your voice a little bit more later on in the program? I will love that. It will be so much fun. And Michael, you're doing a great job. <laughs> you, oh, I'm afraid you're going to take my job. Oh, never, never, Sally. Everyone loves hearing from you. I'm glad you called in. The irreplaceable. Sally Dietline. Like the unsinkable Molly Brown. There you go. Sally, we'll look forward to talking to you in about an hour, okay? Okay, bye-bye. Planning on a weekend of binge-watching? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all, so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Okay, streaming news, Stephen. What have you got for us? Well, I, again, I kind of just go and watch different shows to see if uh, if there's something that I think people would like to see. Yeah. And the one that I saw this last week called it's a film called Honor Society on Paramount Plus. It's a, a cute little movie about a bunch of kids that are trying to get into Harvard. And they're all sort of competing for the same position. But it has – his name is uh, uh, Gaten Matarazzo. He's Dustin from 
uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. yeah, he's in it. And uh, uh, Angerine Rice, she played. Uh, she was in Nice Guys, the little girl, and she's also Betty on the Spider Man. Anyway, it's a little story about how she's kind of like really pulling the strings here. She wants every all these other three people to, you know. Come up with other things so that their grades go down, so that she gets the yeah. the, the pick to go to Harvard, and she kind of falls for uh, for uh, Gaten a little bit, but you know something's afoot here, and it's actually kind of a cute little interesting movie. That's called Honor Society. That's on Paramount Plus. Uh, the Bear. I started watching. This is the the chef story because somebody says, "Have you watched The Bear?" And it it has the kid who played Lip on uh, uh, Shameless, right? And he's back in Chicago, and so it's a, kind of a perfect. It's a rough little story. The language is a little tough. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Dustin and Stranger Things, yeah. we're on the last episode. Oh, you right are? Now. We're on the last episode. But, you know, I have to tell you, I'm still enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying it more than, than D is, honestly. But, you know, it's kind of taken the Harry Potter thing where it goes so dark. It's pretty dark. You know, and at first with Harry Potter, you know, we have the sweet little moments and the cute little stories and the kids in the stores yeah. and introducing. As to, the kids get older, things get a little bit get, more. They get and you know we're we're th- we're kind of through with the magic. We, we know who these kids are now. We know their family backgrounds. We know the school. We know the little heartaches. We know the the quirkiness of the community. And man, it's dark. Oh, wait till you get to the end. Wow. Uh, wait till you see what happens to Hawkins, that little town. Yeah. Hoo-hoo. Ooh. Well, we've uh, we've kind of seen the thing with Papa, and wow, you know. So anyway, I just had to. Talk about that. Uh, Netflix, suing the creators of the unofficial Bridgerton musical. So if you're thinking of having this at Hale Center Theater, you might want to, you know, reconsider. Take a, yeah, take a take a little breath there. Yeah, it's too bad because during the pandemic, they just brought this thing to the surface basically yeah. online and had fun with it. But now they're in trouble. Yeah, the infringement and, you know, iTunes success and even the Grammy as they were recognized for the best musical theater album. Netflix is arguing that they had lodged repeated objections against the team. And when the time came to put on the stage show for a live viewership, the streamer said that was the last straw. So... You know, who knows where that's going to go. But, boy, you know, Bridgerton fans. And I, I like Bridgerton. D is a bigger fan than, than I am. But, boy, they're really invested in that franchise. Oh. So, Stephen? Keanu Reeves will be the lead in Hulu's a limited series called Devil in the White City, It being executive produced by Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. It's the story of a visionary who was a very demanding architect with hopes of making his mark during the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. But there's also a storyline, Dr. H.H. Holmes, who apparently was America's first serial killer and the man behind what's so-called the murder castle that was built in the shadow of the fair, claimed to have killed over 200 people. Wow. And so I don't know which part he's going to play, but he's in it. And that's the first like TV thing that Keanu's done. I mean, consider Matrix and oh, yeah. all his John Wick stuff. This is a bold departure for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's made a few little weird cameo appearances. Yeah, know, yeah, that's that true. Have been interesting. Well, that's it for me. Well, <clears> I have streaming a, news. You got just one more? a couple more. Well, okay. Paper Girls. Somebody said actually it was Andy Farnsworth. If you he says if you like Stranger Things, maybe give Paper Girls a chance. It's these young women, twelve years old 
who deliver papers in the small town and there's some kind of a supernatural thing that's happening, you can tell their budget isn't Stranger Things level right. because there's glowing lights and stuff like that. And you're like, what is this? But it, I've seen the first episode and it looks kind of interesting. Better Call Saul, two more episodes left. We're getting back to the beginning of of Breaking Bad where we meet um, uh, the uh, Brian Cranston character, right. Walter White and uh, and Jesse Pinkman. They are now being introduced into the end of Better Call Saul as we lead into – this has all been a prequel sure. to that show. Sure. So two more episodes left on that, and it's wow. been pretty riveting. You know, back to Stranger Things for just a moment. You know, the the Salt Lake City and the – and I'll use the, the term they use, the Mormon – you know, aspect of it is interesting. Oh, yeah. Dustin's little girlfriend. Yeah. And they just geek She's out. She's a genius. And that one time she makes him sing the song with him. Do you remember that? I kind of do. I'm trying to remember. Oh, it is It is from uh, Never Ending Story. Oh. And they're singing the Never Ending Story song. There's some fun. and Well, actually, that's a pretty cool, positive. Oh, yeah. I mean, they make her into the genius. Yeah. That's, Really, kind of helping them out. Yeah, everybody goes to Salt Lake City. They make the pilgrimage to. You got Salt a weird Lake City. family, but other yeah, than that, a little strange yeah. family. Eden is a little strange. Yeah. So anyway, there you have it. The streaming news here at KSL News Radio. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back with. We still got a lot of movies to talk about, and of course, you know the moment that Michael looks forward to. I think more than about anything else, and that's the movie show top ten. The movie show. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are in the studios of KSL today, which is a real rarity, but we're with our friends from Hale Center Theater. You had activities going on with a bunch of young people at the theater today. It was kind of be a, a little bit of a uh, an interesting crowd, uh, an exuberant crowd, and trying to figure out if he saved us or if, if, if he least. saved the kids. Yeah, trust me, he's doing it for the sake of the kids, <laughs> for the children. Yes, no movie show around these kids, you know. <laughs> right, right. Keep them, keep them far from you. That's right. Um, you know, we have had some some busy times. We've on Thursday nights, uh, twice a month in the summers, we are doing cultural celebration series. Really? So we had uh, the Native American dance troupe Dancing Feathers with us last night. So I just as you were saying that, I was thinking about all of the activities going on. And that's a free series that people can come and enjoy that's out front by the water fountains right. uh, that the city of Sandy sponsors. And uh, so every, every couple of weeks on Thursdays, watch for that because there's food trucks that tie in to whatever culture we're celebrating. We've well, had the Filipino, uh, Polynesian, and, and have several more the rest of the summer. So that's another fun thing to do. You should come check it out. Yeah, you know, that does sound fun. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to uh, moderate discussions and speak to groups at uh, Hale Center Theater. Sometimes I think people forget that that is available for folks. You know, you can rent the facility and have a, boy, talk about a world-class environment. Yeah, there's there's really great opportunity to have a, a really lovely space for whatever kind of event you have. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about this giveaway because you kind of unveiled that uh, uh, on us a little while back. And we've still got uh, an hour and seven minutes left on the movie show. Plenty of time for people to make sure that they are in that drawing for season tickets. How does it work? Well, I was just thinking probably the winner hasn't even been 
hasn't purchased yet. So, so you've, you've still got your chance. Um, we're going to give away two pairs of season tickets to two different winners at noon today if you buy anything. Uh, go to hct.org or to the box office. Call us, 984-9000. Buy your tickets for uh, Silent Sky, the beautiful piece that's going on right now, Singing in the Rain, uh, the, the fall surprise I told you about in Lucky Stiff. Yeah. Uh, or, or jump on and grab your 2023 season tickets, and, and then you can win more and uh, take friends and family. And so it'll be great. Jump in and win. And throughout the year, you really can't talk about A Christmas Carol enough because it's amazing. I've been to so many of these presentations in all three of the theaters now, and it is a national treasure. It truly is. And it is for a reason. It's because it's it, it really every year can refreshen your spirit and, and the, the reason we are human and, and, and giving and understanding uh, and, and all told through a ghost story, really, right? Yeah. An old English ghost story, um, which is always funny to me because people talk about, you know, it's a great gateway for kids to learn about the theater. Yeah. But it's also a bit of an intense one at certain moments. Absolutely. And, and, it, and, and that's what helps Ebenezer change. And so you're correct. A Christmas Carol is one you can repeat over and over and pick up things every time and enjoy yourself with your family. This is one of those productions, too. You can see it over and over, and every time you'll get something a little different out of it, it will touch you in a little different way, depending on where you are in your life. And, you know, it's presented on what we affectionately call the jewel box stage. But, you know, the the technology is amazing on both of the stages. You know, compared to what uh, A Christmas Carol, how it was presented years ago versus how it's presented now, but it's never overwhelmed by the technology. That's what I love. It just adds to, uh, right. you put it beautifully earlier, the whole idea of the stages moving and the technology is to enhance what the artist on the stage is doing. Yep, it's to tell the story. I mean, because what we're there for is that you, you talk about it with the movies. It's very similar with theater. You're there to have a communal experience and to feel something with other people. And at the same time, when you all have that moment that washes over you because of great performers and the amazing technology and, and uh, design work that goes into all of this, really can alter your experience and, and alter your tra- trajectory, that's right. Right? That's right? Make you a better person. And that's what we're really there for. We want people to be entertained, but we want to enrich lives through world-class theater hct.org you can take care of everything online and it's so easy to do 9849000 you can call and you can get your tickets that way or get any information you might need or you can simply drop by the box office do it really old school drop by the box office and walk out with the tickets in hand hale center theater and any purchase right now you know throughout the day until nine o'clock You'll be eligible to win tickets, but if you'll call in the next hour and four and a half minutes, you'll have the chance to win twice. Right. If you don't happen to win at the noon drawing, you'll stay in for the drawing at 9 o'clock. Yep. Win-win. Win-win. Absolutely. Hale Center Theater. Stephen? Sir? We probably ought to talk about a movie, and we decided we were going to do which one? Well, we talked about uh, I Love My Dad. I Love My Dad. Which Here we go. Makes no sense. I uh, took some steps in setting healthy boundaries and locked my dad online. 
He's never really been there for me when I needed him, and I'm done with that. Did you delete your profile? Kind of the main way I was uh, staying in touch with you. My ex blocked me one time, and I just started a different page under a different name. I'll check it all the time. She never even knew. <laughs> Ooh, and that was the advice that took him down the rabbit hole. This is a sweet man. We've we've seen him in Justified. Oh, Patton Oswalt. He's you know, hysterical. He is the the goofy little you know kind of mall cop type guy, you know that's out there driving the gremlin. You know, so if you're yeah. trying to envision who it was, if you're a Justified fan, you know who I'm talking about. Or but King you, of Queens, he was a regular yeah, on that show. You've seen him in all kinds of stuff. But he's just that goofy dad who's always screwing up and doesn't show up and makes lame excuses. But he truly loves his son. He's divorced, of course, from the mother. And Franklin's having some real issues. I mean, he there, were, there was a suicide <clears throat> attempt, and he's yeah. been in some therapy. And he finally decides to just – he's had it with his dad. And he blocks him on Facebook. He blocks him on his phone. And his dad is just devastated because that's kind of how he stays in touch. Even when he's on the outs, yeah. you know, he can still Sees find what he's out, up to, yeah. well, this is what my son's doing, yeah. he talks about. So anyway, this friend of his gives him this idea that, well, you know, if he blocked you, just kind of create another entity and, you know, and, and friend him. Well, he sees this charming young woman who is very kind to the dad as he's in this little, you know, we Diner. All, all of these little greasy spoon places yeah. that we love. And she's just a sweet girl. And he noticed her name is Becca. So he creates this image. Where this goes is really goofy, kind of funny, but unnerving and creepy as well. And and the dad knows it's creepy. He doesn't know what to do. But he, he's so deep. That, and he is so deep into it and he f- keeps thinking, "Okay, I'll I'll find the exit eventually." And ironically, this does lead to a reunion with his son under real strange circumstances. But oh my goodness, where this goes is so uncomfortable. Well, that's because what they start off in texting, they cinematically create where he's talking, but it's the girl. Yeah. So now they're just like having a conversation, which is much better for the movie instead of just sitting there texting back right. and forth. He has, but he is playing the part of Becca and the kid is there. So they're talking to each other. He thinks he's talking to Becca, but he's really talking to his dad. And then when they, you know, uh, it, oh, it, it just gets weird. And there, there are scenes where that dialogue is going back and forth. But then when they bring the reality into it and they have his dad in the same scene and you go, ah, I mean, it's, oh, man. It's funny, but it is a little weird. Oh, it is. It is a strange movie. And I, I thought there's no way this kid's going to forgive his father. Oh, I know. And like he shouldn't. Have. Steve and I the, talked about this yesterday. How deep he goes to ruin this kid's life is horrifying. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and the movie opens like my dad will say this, doesn't, but it did, you know. Yeah. And you go. Based on real events, yeah, said this really happened, and oh my goodness, I I'm not sure I could ever forgive somebody for doing oh, that. Oh man, so Talk weird about being catfish. So oh, creepy. Oh yeah, catfishing takes a whole new leap into a bizarre murky pond. Yeah. So what's your grade on? This? Oh, I gave it a B minus. I thought it was still, yeah. you know, I thought it was still. Uh, we're we're seeing. we're kind of on the same or was page. Was I C plus? I'm I'm, I'm glad I saw it. You know, on on the scale, I'd be between, actually I gave it a C plus. I'd I'd be around two and a half. You know, kind of three minus. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right, and that's in theaters now. Uh, it is, or is it just streaming? 
Uh, no, it is in theaters. In theaters, yep. and it's called I Love My Dad. Yeah. Boy, talk about putting that to the test. All right. Hey, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we will be right back with more of the movie show. It is 11 o'clock. This is KSLFM Midvale, KSLAM, Salt Lake City. The movie show. The garbage will do. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, I think it's time. Michael alluded to this a little earlier. You know, fabulous prizes worth up to dollars could be at stake for the vigilant listeners right now with nimble fingers <laughs> and superior phone t- skills. skills. Or they're sitting at a phone bank selling, you know, Extended warranties for automobiles. I know at least three of them are telemarketers. They have to be. They have to be. They're the people that call up and go, hello, Mr. Wright. You know, your 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 1964 Chev pickup (laughs) truck, that warranty has expired. Would you like to renew it? And you go, okay. Yes, please. Anyway, I think it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for a little telephone torture. There we go. There's the phone ringing in the background. Vahe on the phone. <laughs> the big, the big three. The big three. Yes. How are you going to elude them? How are we going to elude them? What do you think, Michael? You know, it has to be non-lethal. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> you take on the, the spot like that. Is I know. Uh, it wasn't the first. As soon as you said it, I thought bullet train and. Steve's, Steve, Steve's description of any way a person can be stabbed in the neck or head. Oh boy, it's true. Yeah, it's he's so it's I'm, I'm, and I'm no help here. And then at the very end, the way Michael Shannon <laughs> bites it. Ooh. Anyway, okay. So, so you knew somebody was going to get that. We're we're going to cleanse the lines here. Oh no. And hopefully give everyone make a difference a chance to be a loser. I mean, that's an important part of we it. We got to get those t-shirts. You know back. how many people have never ever had the chance to be a loser on the movie show? Well, that's something I'd put <laughs> on my resume. Scores. scores of people. Scores of people. It's KSL Talk. We're cleansing the lines right now, getting out the Lysol and everything else. And we are going to go for, I'll let you pick the number, and it has to be a small. real ins- No, Steve likes the small S- numbers. Like Somewhere between outrageously large and pathetically small, small. there is a magic number out there. Eight. Eight. Whoa. What have you done? All right. We my, don't have that many listeners. My kind of guy. I know. Well, With phones. You know, maybe we can start calling our friends and we'll go. We'll give it 20 minutes. This could be your big chance. All right. KSL Talk. Let's find out who our first victim, I mean potential winner is on the line. And hi, who's this? Vahe. <laughs> Vahe. You are yes. the magic man. How is your therapist? <laughs> I have an appointment with him. I would say wealthy. Wealthy. Uh huh. Well, Vahe, it's always so nice to chat with you. How do you manage to be first every week? Maybe I'm the only listener. Ooh. Well, that's called Vahe's Revenge. That cut deep. That did cut deep. Okay, I think we're going to have to push the button on Vahe. Here we go. Bing. Ooh, anyone ever deserved it, though. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the phone line. And hi. Getting ugly. Hi, who's this? This is Sherry. Sherry, how are you? Well, I was good. But? 
Am I a loser? Yes. <sighs> you know, I mean, there's just, I knew it. There's just no way to sugarcoat it. You're caller number two. We're looking for caller number eight. Thanks to Even Michael. I was so fast. I'm a fast loser. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be a fast loser. Yeah, let's go ahead. Push a button. Show me a man or a woman. Who's gentle and kind. Uh huh. And I'll show you a loser. Okay. I haven't heard that in a long time. This is this is a very sophisticated segment. Aren't you proud to be part of it? Aren't you glad I, you picked eight? What's wrong with I, you? I didn't realize that. <laughs> what have the you implications? <laughs> yeah, what have you done? Okay, let's go back to the phone line. Caller number three. Hi, who's this? Hello. It's got to be back Hello? to Bahia. Again. It's loser three. It's loser. Well, actually, we need to hear some kind of response for do it we to really, really count. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So let's go to, back to the phone line. And hi, who's this? Hello? Hello? We're out of callers. I knew it. We'd hit the end. Number three. How about number three? (laughs) All right. We go, hi, who's this? Richard. Richard, how are you? I'm good, but I've been a loser so many times, you know. Have you ever been? It wasn't a new experience. Have you ever been a wiener? Uh, Yes, I have. Oh, well, see, there is a bright side to all of this. Even when you win, you lose. You know, yeah. <laughs> accepted. Even yeah. when you win on the movie show. Yeah, fabulous prizes worth up to dollars, but the price you pay for it is really quite phenomenal. Okay, we need to let Richard know exactly where he stands here on the movie I'm show. such a loser. <laughs> that one's kind of short. Not, that was not me. Uh, sure it was. You're such a loser. No. Was that your Sean Connery imitation? Okay, let's go back to the phone line. We're up to number seven now, right? No. Nice try. I'm trying. Nice try. Hi, who's this? He's got his shoes off. He can count higher. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's this? This is Matt. Matt. Matt O'Brien. Matt, you're a loser. Wow. Oh, that's typical right there. Matt, you're a loser. Yeah. I'm a loser. Way to sugarcoat it yep. for Still him. a loser. Still a loser. Yeah. Let's go back to the phone line. This is number five, right? I'll be in my trailer. Am I keeping track? <laughs> Michael's over here going, what have I done? Okay. Hi. Who's this? Stephanie. Stephanie, you sound perky today. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Well, well, gonna, we're going to ruin it now. But you are a perky loser. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, so are we. No, you are a perky loser. Did you know that? Oh, nah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Dang it. Dang it. Here you know, we go. Nice she sounded loser, at the beginning. Loser. Hey, Destroy I've heard this call before. <laughs> Destroy. Isn't this fun, Michael? Yeah, this is your fault. Yes. <laughs> yes, he said with great enthusiasm. I was just thinking all these losers could call and enter the drawing. That's right. And then win. At Hale Center Theater. Look at you trying to bail that one out. I know. Just all of a sudden, all the phones went dead and people are calling and making their (laughs) purchase at Hale Center Theater. So now this is going to go on and on and on and on forever here now. Okay, let's go back to the phone line. And this is caller number six. Is that right? Six. Okay. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi, this is Stephen. Stephen. Hi, this is, yes. Hi. Stephen. You're Stephen. I'm Doug. You're Doug. I'm Stephen. That's so true. I think we've worked that out. We've now. covered that. <laughs> yeah, we've covered that. But you know what? You're calling number six. You're not calling number eight. So what does that make you? 
Somebody doing penance on that one? I don't know what that was. Sounded rather spiritual, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. This will be the last loser of that. (laughs) That just made Michael happy. All right. Hi. Who's this? Uh, This is Don. Don, My loser seven. Don, you're loser number seven. How does that make you feel? Oh, fantastic. So close. Okay. That's the kind of listeners we have. Being a loser makes them so happy. The closest loser. The closest loser. Loser, yeah. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. So he's gone. All right, now let's go back to the phone line. This is caller number eight. Hallelujah. (laughs) Who's this? This is Kirk. Hey, how are you? Now, was that Kurt? Kirk with a K. Oh, Kirk. Kirk. Like Captain, yes. Like James T. Kirk, congratulations. You have won fabulous prizes worth up to... Dollars, dollars. Dollars, dollars. That's so true. You have won two tickets to the Megaplex Theater. You have won two drinks to enjoy while you're at the Megaplex Theater. And you've won a tub of popcorn for which the movie show, the movie show and Hale Center Theater and Megaplex Theaters. I'm taking credit for everybody. Fantastic. And my mom are so proud of those popcorn tubs. <laughs> well, great. I'm well, excited. Nothing's ever really free, as all of our listeners have experienced over these many years. There's one little task you have to do before we can present you with the fabulous prizes worth up to dollars, and I'm sure you know what it is. It is. Let's bring on Mr. Blue Eyes. To the loser. Frank was a little late. He didn't have a name. He just was yeah. Blue, Blue Eyes. There you go. Here's the big part. Movie show. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So, got some movies to talk about. And uh, earlier in the program, Tori Baker joined us, the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Film Society, the Lord of the Rings Marathon. It's always fun to find out what's uh, happening out there. Still to come, we've got uh, the movie show Top 10 and much more. But we want to remind everybody a chance for you to win season tickets at Hale Center Theater. By simply purchasing anything, whether it's a gift card and, you know, what a great time, you know, at uh, back to school to give somebody as a, hey, here's to a, a great school season coming up. We've got great presentations and give them tickets to Hale Center Theater. And, you know, it's it's just such a gift that even if you think you have somebody with a birthday coming up, whatever it might be, who uh, you deem to be tough to buy for, I guarantee you, when you buy them tickets, the gift of that at uh, Hale Center Theater, everybody loves that, don't they, Michael? They do. And you know, Doug, there are quite a few people who buy a season ticket. And because we allow transferring of tickets, they'll actually split them up and use them as gifts all year. Oh, isn't that a great So thing? they'll send Grandma to this Ooh, one, and yeah. they'll send Aunt Sally to this one, and then they'll send yeah. the, the piano teacher to this one. So it's also a really, really great way to create multiple gifts right. if, if you don't want to. 
That's gift a, the whole season. That is a great idea. We're going to be talking with Sally Dietlon on the other side of our news, and we'll uh, get a, a, a look at the upcoming season and things that are happening at Hale Center Theater. And, of course, our, our friend Michael Fox has been here in studio with us. So the number to call is 9849000. Go to hct.org and make any purchase at all today, and you'll be in the drawing for season tickets. One drawing is at noon. The other drawing for two pair of tickets, noon and also at 9 o'clock tonight. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll be back with more of The Movie Show. The Movie Show. Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. So, got some movies to talk about. And uh, earlier in the program, Tori Baker joined us, the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Film Society, the Lord of the Rings Marathon. It's always fun to find out what's uh, happening out there. Still to come, we've got uh, the movie show Top 10 and much more. But we want to remind everybody a chance for you to win season tickets at Hale Center Theater. By simply purchasing anything, whether it's a gift card and, you know, what a great time, you know, at uh, back to school to give somebody as a, hey, here's to a, a great school season coming up. We've got great presentations and give them tickets to Hale Center Theater. And, you know, it's it's just such a gift that he, even if you think you have somebody with a birthday coming up, whatever it might be, who uh, you deem to be tough to buy for, I guarantee you, when you buy them tickets, the gift of that at uh, Hale Center Theater, everybody loves that, don't they, Michael? They do. And you know, Doug, there are quite a few people who buy a season ticket. And because we allow transferring of tickets, they'll actually split them up and use them as gifts all year. Oh, isn't that a great So thing? they'll send Grandma to this Ooh, one, and yeah. they'll send Aunt Sally to this one, and then they'll send yeah. the, the piano teacher to this one. So it's also a really, really great way to create multiple gifts right. if, if you don't want to... That's gift a, the whole season. That is a great idea. We're going to be talking with Sally Dietlon on the other side of our news, and we'll uh, get a, a, a look at the upcoming season and things that are happening at Hale Center Theater. And, of course, our, our friend Michael Fox has been here in studio with us. So the number to call is 9849000. Go to hct.org and make any purchase at all today, and you'll be in the drawing for season tickets. One drawing is at noon. The other drawing for two pair of tickets, noon and also at 9 o'clock tonight. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll be back with more of The Movie Show. The Movie Show. And what's with black? It's depressing. Looks like you're going to a funeral. Maybe I am. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay. You know, it just wouldn't be the movie show without the movie show Top Ten. And I'm so glad that Michael D. Fox is here and that Tim Hughes is actually here in studio to share this beloved moment. Yeah. <laughs> what was that I again? remember when you tried to do it once and I thought, yeah, do you want, do you want to somebody put him to sleep? Yeah. Okay. We need to. Okay. Just shout really loud. Hey! Hey, there, there it is. Go. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, here we go. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the going to drown you out for the movie show top 10 Hello 
I'm Mr. Ed. You know the amazing thing about this for me? What? I've heard that for how many, you know, decades. Never actually seen it happen live in the studio. It's a thing of beauty, isn't it? It really is. His little lips watch. quiver like he's got peanut butter on his teeth. <laughs> you know, but before my last hurrah, I want to do that. When we're up doing the, the show at the uh, the Capitol, when we're trying to give Utahns their money back, you know, with yeah. the state treasurer, I want to do it in the rotunda. And I've got a... I've got a promise from the wouldn't that be the highway patrol that they will arrest him on site. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, that would be another thing on my wish list. Okay, it's time for the movie show top ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services. We're going to do this really fast. Number ten is Vengeance. Mm. Yeah, we we neither one of us. Uh, number nine, Jurassic World Dominion. Boy, it's it's killing it. Made huge numbers, but I don't think it's going to hit a billion. No, it's not going to make a billion. But it's at five seventy three foreign and nine forty three worldwide. So you know, it's yeah. a pretty good number. The Black Phone horror movie. Yeah, it's doing okay. Usually, For a twenty million dollar yeah, movie, the budgets this thing are has low. Made one hundred and forty two worldwide. Elvis. I'm still surprised this isn't doing better. But yes, yeah, it's, it's not crashing and burning. It's made about one hundred and thirty million domestically, and almost uh, double. That a foreign so two thirty seven. Where the crawdads sing, I thought just the the women who w- have had this in book club and so on would drive this higher than it is. It, it's a good little movie. It really is about fifty five million domestically and only nine foreign. So it's at sixty five. Top Gun Maverick. What can we say? Billions. It's it's big. It's currently number sixteen worldwide all time. It's incredible, yeah, and it's a great movie. It really is, Michael. Uh, Minions: <laughs> the, the Rise of Gru. This is a fun movie. Don't overthink it. Just have fun with it. Remember, Gru's a kid here, so don't ask where the other kids are. Yeah, he can't adopt a kid when he's twelve. Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm coming to grips with Thor being kind of the comedic relief in the uh, in the universe, and since I've come to grips with that, I, I like these movies more. Well, the tone shifts threw me off, but it's made 667 worldwide. Nope, I was disappointed with. Steve liked it better than I did, but it's not doing very well at the box office. Well, 86 million, how how much do you want? Oh, you know, big movie, you know? Well, it's... 100 million in two weeks is nothing It's kind of a select crowd, the people that like him. DC League of Super Pets, uh, I have to admit I was surprised by this one, made $23 million. I liked it more than I thought I would. It's up to 48 uh, worldwide, so it's doing okay. Call Climate Services, sponsor this uh, elite segment of the movie show, a little movie show top ten. Great guy to do business with, too, up there, Call Climate Services. Okay, let's quickly take a look at uh, Prey. What have we got, Steve? Okay, this is a prequel to The Predator. And I thought, oh, you know, we've seen so many of these stupid movies, and they get kind of dumb. But it's pretty cool when you suddenly realize that the first time The Predator came to Earth was in 1719, and he takes on the Comanche tribe in the great North Great Plains. So now you've got, you know, these Native Americans that have all these great skills. Of course, he's got all the weapons and toys, but they managed to kind of hold their own with him. The most amazing thing about it is this young woman who wants to be a warrior, the, even the predator's sexist, he doesn't consider her a threat yeah. and literally walks by her at one point. She goes, oh, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. And so this is probably one of my favorite predator movies other than the first one. Good. This one actually works. B plus. It is rated wow. R for violence. And I was very happy. In general release? In wide release. Okay. Oh, actually, no. It's Hulu only. Sorry. Hulu only. Ooh. Yeah, that's too okay. bad. That, that is too bad. Well, there you have it. That does it for the movie show today. And we are just delighted that our friends at Hale Center Theater have been with us. Michael in person, Sally 
on the phone. And let's remind everybody again, you've got a fantastic season coming up for 2023. Still some amazing things left in the 2022 season. We've got a Christmas carol around the corner. And how do people get their tickets? Oh, please. Uh, I just want to speak to everyone who hasn't tried us yet. Please do. This is a personal invitation. It is world class. World class. It is. It is. And and 9849000, come down and see us. We would love to have you join the family. And if you call in the next minute or so, you will be eligible for both of the drawings for season tickets. Yep. That would be great. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Steve. Uh, great to see you, Mike. It's always so much fun. It really is. We love our friends at Hale Center Theater. That does it for the movie show today. Thank you so much for being on board. And tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.